So we're back and we're ready to start rocking and rolling here in the painless remodeling course. Um, again, the goal is to help you guys navigate uh, an oncoming remodeling project with confidence and give you some pointers and some feedback about how to do this uh, quicker, easier, faster, and definitely more painless. So the first module I wanted to talk about uh, some terminology so that we're all on the same page. Because oftentimes, uh, when you're in a discussion with a tradesperson, whether it's a carpenter or a plumber or a roofer, uh, they all have their own set of vocabulary. And then the construction community as a whole has a set of vocabulary. But there's, there's some stuff that will help you out uh, in that first step so that we're all on the same page. So we want to talk about some terms right off the bat, uh, two of the big ones that often get uh, used interchangeably, mistakenly so, but uh, seasoned people in the business know that there's a difference between a remodel project and a renovation project. And we'll talk about that. We'll talk briefly about some good and bad design choices, perhaps. Um, for some, it might be yeah, it's great for like right now, but for these larger scale remodel projects, you have to think 5, 10, 15 years down the road too, not just for your enjoyment, but perhaps if you ever sell it or rent it or what have you, uh, did you do something on a design aspect that might not fit in uh, in a future situation? And that changes over time, right? And then people say, well, it always cycles back. You go retro and, and that's cool too, but... Uh, just keep in mind that this should be part of your thought process as you go into a remodel. You know, is is what you're doing uh, befitting now and in the future? And then another big question is the DIY, right? Do it yourself. What can I do on the project? Or could I maybe do the whole project by myself or by ourselves as a, as a unit? Um, big question. So we'll touch briefly on that. We'll touch about. We'll talk about the the need and the value of a building permit. Uh, some of you are probably in areas that may or may not require a building permit, or it's very lenient, or the oversight is minimal, etc. To me, that doesn't matter. Those people are there to just put a little stamp of approval uh, on a project for health and safety reasons only. Um, not to diminish the need for a building permit, but I'm just saying that even if you don't have to have one, you should build to a higher quality standard than what code requires because uh, that could be a very minimal bar. And you, if you're building something new, remodeling something new, you want to be proud of your work. So build above code whenever you can. Uh, and then I want to touch, touch briefly on affordability, especially on the front end. Uh, people, I see this all the time in the feedback sessions from different Facebook groups, etc. Uh, you know, the budget came in, you know, the bids came in twice of what we thought it would be. Uh, you know, we're $100,000 short or whatever. It's like, wait a second, how did you, how did you start from here and assume this and then the bids are this much higher? You obviously didn't do enough homework as to what current value uh, market rates for certain trades are, certain projects are, etc. So, it behooves you as the person jumping into a remodel project to be very clear about what your affordability is, what the budget is for the project, and then a big piece of pie saved for those 
things that might pop up uh, unknowingly. So we'll talk briefly about affordability, but I wanted to throw that in right off the bat uh, because it is such a hot topic uh, in this arena in remodeling. So let's, I'm going to do this for all the modules, but I just want to kind of re revisit this and make sure we're all clear on some terms. Uh, by the end of the module, you'll hear me discuss it briefly in certain slides, etc. But keep your ears open for these terms, and then hopefully at the end you'll understand and know the difference between a remodel project versus a renovation project. Uh, when I should do a DIY uh, project myself, and when I should you know hire someone to manage it and do it and take care of it for me. And then we'll talk briefly about design obsolescence and we'll, what that means. We'll, we'll discuss in a few minutes here. All right. So the big two terms that are often thrown around, and you'll see it in advertising, you'll see it on websites, you'll see it on the side of a truck, uh, you'll see contractors uh, espousing to, yeah, I do remodeling and I do renovations. You're trying to like, okay, what is the difference? I don't understand. Can I use them? Uh, interchangeably what do these terms mean okay so I just as an example I wanted to throw out uh, to me pictures are worth a thousand words right so try to explain remodeling versus renovations could be challenging uh, if we're just kind of talking about it but let's take a picture so this is a kitchen we did for a, a young a beautiful couple great family uh, pleasure to work with but you can see this is a brand new kitchen, right? And this is just one half. If you pan to the left, there's a whole other part of this new grand kitchen that we did for them. So the only uh, new, or the, I'm sorry, the only thing that's not new is the kitchen table in the foreground, the three chairs that you see in this little bookcase hutch off to the side uh, in front of the, this is a fridge cabinet that's customized to look like cabinetry. But this picture, what it doesn't show you is the history of the remodel. So if you kind of strip everything to the studs, let's say you took off all the drywall, everything was moved, uh, removed, no fixtures at all. You would see that the plumbing was over here and the stove was on the other side of the kitchen and there was no island, etc. So we had to move utilities, water, electric, drainage, uh, etc., out to the island, and then change location of gas stub-outs for the cooking, and then water locations for new kitchen sink location, as well as water line for the fridge. All I'm saying is this was a kitchen remodel because we had to change locations of the utility or the fuel or the, the power that the appliances need, right? We couldn't put them back to the same locations or utilize the same stub outs, etc. So the kitchen was, this was what we would call a kitchen remodel, right? Everything was changed within the space to reutilize the space and hopefully a new, beautiful, aesthetically pleasing, but practical way, right? So it's got better traffic around the cooking area. It's the perfect cooking triangle here. I don't know if you noticed that, but fridge to sink to stove, to second sink. I mean, it's it's a beautiful. I mean, she thought about this and had it all planned out. This is a remodel. Now let's look at a different thing that what I would describe as a renovation. Now here's the stairwell we did. Same house, same lovely lady. Existing stairwell up to the second floor. 
Uh, all we did was remove the floor covering and replace the newel posts and the banisters and the handrail, right? And then we did some decorative stuff around the edges to make it look like it was built-in cabinetry. You'll see it in this bigger picture off to the right. So this is kind of the midway. The first picture off to the left is a midway project, and the one on the right is kind of the finished result. Nothing was changed structurally, right? There is no... We didn't rebuild the stairwell. We didn't change the tread heights. We didn't do anything structurally to this stairwell. So this is what I would call a renovation. And that's kind of my point is we haven't changed anything structurally. So you can apply this thinking uh, to any case, right? Whether it be a room or an addition or what have you, a conversion. Are you renovating it and just replacing what's there in the same exact spot? It could be all brand new stuff, but if it's if it's just a replacement, then that would fall into a renovation. If you're changing the use of the space or changing where things are, you, specifically appliances most, most often, uh, then it would be considered a remodel. Okay, So that's what I wanted to try to make clear to you guys is a big difference between a remodel and a renovation. And sometimes they happen simultaneously, right? Like in her case, we did the kitchen remodel downstairs and then the stairwell renovation. So it was two things on the same work scope. Okay, I'm just sharing with you that there is a subtle difference, but to a builder, it does make a difference. All right, uh, before I get started with these pictures, just a little uh, preamble here. I am not a licensed architect. I'm not a designer, never went to school for it. I've just spent 40 years seeing trends in the remodel business and I can try to explain it but I think you'll see it easier here with just a couple images and I'll let you decide uh, what you think about these images uh, good or bad design choices and you can apply this thinking to anything that you're about to do whether it's putting in a fridge sizing the sink choosing trim uh, color choices ceiling heights light fixture placement um, all of those things, door heights, door widths, all of those things could land in one of these two categories, right? Good or bad design choices. These are just two examples really quickly off my head that I could see the picture on the left of the Roman tub, what would we call a raised Roman tub, just a drop-in on a platform. Used to be the craze back 15, 20 years ago. Every model home that you saw had one of these because that was the feedback they had at the time home buyers wanted this feature they wanted to have this executive uh, thing they could slip into every now and then. you know it never happened but they all had to have it right that's one example of a what i would call a questionable design choice very very valuable real estate right there in the master bathroom and to take it up with a huge water consuming device like this that gets used perhaps once or twice a year to me, it didn't make sense, but I had client after client after client who wanted one of these. Okay, whatever you want. The one on the right, what do you think? It used to be polished chrome was the fixture finish of choice. I don't see it very much today in uh, very nice design magazines, architectural digest, stuff like that. You very seldom see a chrome fixture yet they still sell them on the shelf in the in the big box stores so and then to replace these especially these right to replace these is a pain in the butt 
if you're trying to go from a see polished chrome to a matte black or some other finish so you have to in your selections of a fixture or finish have to determine is it is it trendy now or is it going to last a while you know what's the longevity of that finish choice so that too becomes a design choice that could be good or bad all i'm saying is think about these things as you select materials and products so that you're not painting yourself into a corner of just what do i want right now versus what do i need versus what will add value to the project at the end of the tunnel Another big question I see a lot and people trying to navigate is whether or not to do the project themselves. DIY, do it yourself. Um, I used to look into a lot of attics for my home performance business and we would see a lot of work uh, such as this, right? Now, if you're the HVAC or the heating and cooling contractor, you would say, well, nice job. They cut in the new things. They put in some jumper ducts. The ductwork looks very well sealed, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But look at the rest of the attic. Now, as a remodeling contractor, I would poke my head up there, check their work, but also look at all the other stuff they did is, you know, pushed insulation aside. Now I have an insulation issue. I have lots of air leakage through that attic floor into the living space, et cetera, et cetera. All I'm saying is, if you don't know, you don't know. And this is a detriment to you uh, as the homeowner or the occupant. So if you don't take care of this or, or if it wasn't addressed during this repair or whatever happened here, um, it could cause harm, you know, worst case scenario, but it's not doing you any good as far as saving energy or keeping you comfortable uh, or your tenants, etc. So to me, this is a perfect example of uh, don't do it yourself. Hire professionals. You know, someone needs to come in here and fix all the insulation. It's way too minimal. Uh, fix all the air sealing, lots of old light cans, et cetera, that should be replaced. All this old wiring needs to be fixed, et cetera. Uh, lots to do here, but the homeowners don't know that. So that's why I would say hire a professional. And here's a case that we saw uh, an effort. I think it was a, um, a new fireplace insert or something going up from the living space below, up through the floor of the attic, and then up to the roof. Uh, nice job, you know, obviously could use maybe a couple of screws here, maybe another tape joint here, but look at the overcut. This is going to hurt you in multiple ways. You're not only going to have hot air coming from the attic into your living space, vice versa, but you're inviting pests. There's all kinds of things wrong with this scenario. Even though you did it yourself, it looks decent, you don't know the problems you've caused for yourself later. So, again, there are certain things. Uh, sure, you could find out how to do it on the Internet, but is it going to tell you all the wrong things that you could have done or should have done or did do that's causing harm to the project? And then the, uh, do I need a permit? Um I have to admit, this is not my photo, but it's a very famous one in the home performance community. Uh, obviously, this jerk, uh, whoever that did this, thought that they could just take bathroom exhaust fans and cut them into the vent, uh, plumbing vent for the whole house drainage system as a way to get out through the roof. <coughs> Excuse me. Rather than, you know, feed all these out 
separately or through an event, et cetera, with a screen on it. This is totally illegal. It's not done properly. There's so many things wrong with it. I, I would be here all day trying to explain it all, but this is why we suggest often that you probably should get a permit. It's for your own good. It's not to enrich the city or the municipality that you're in. It's to help prevent stuff like this from happening. So this is just just to get you to think about, do I need a permit? Well, I want you to have this image in your head that, well, maybe I do. I'm, I am changing the venting. I'm changing plumbing. I'm changing electrical. I'm changing the drain. I'm changing the size of a window or a door. Uh, the other stuff, maybe not. But these bigger items, you want to make sure they're done correctly. And the only thing to do to do that to prevent that from being a mistake is to get a building permit and have it inspected. All right. Last thing I want to touch on is affordability. Now, I'm mostly talking about affordability on the finished side, the side of the product that's outside of the drywall plane, whether it's wood trim, a plumbing fixture, a appliance, even sometimes cabinetry can fall into this category. And I'm saying that just from an affordability standpoint. If you're having challenges getting your budget under control, Think about the finish column. What, what do you have in that column and what can you do to help shave costs? As one example, I just kind of kicked around some items here. Uh, nice, uh, whatever, bathroom faucet, 1.2 gallons per minute, single hole bathroom faucet. Uh, it's in a matte black, I think. Yeah, matte black uh, here on, a, it's probably an Amazon site. Give them some credit. Here's a little close-up of it. Nice, simple, streamlined design, right? And it is $110.47. Okay, that's probably about right for something as stylish as this. Uh, Kingston, pretty well-known brand. Uh, it's telling you all everything you need. It's got multiple finish choices, and I don't know if they change in price, but uh, again, something I'm going to... I might have a five-bathroom house that i got to buy five of these, right? Okay. What if I looked a little bit deeper, a little bit closer? Check this one out. It doesn't say who the uh, manufacturer is, but let's say I have you know, three or four small bathrooms and I just need a faucet that looks cool that matches my other one down the hallway. Check out the price. $26 versus what was the other one? 100 and something. All I'm saying is most items have this range of pricing in this kind of fixture finish category you may not get uh, the best longevity or the best quality or the best finish or the best paint job or the best efficiency but i'm just saying if you're having struggles because everything in that column in the finish column can always be replaced with something later something better something more efficient etc it shouldn't slow down a large-scale remodel um, because it's very easy to cut the fat, in my opinion, from what I've seen over the years in this last column, the finishes column. So that was my whole spiel on affordability. I mean, obviously, you want to be careful about uh, minimizing your, your budget for other big items like, you know, framing, electrical, plumbing, heating and cooling, you know, all these bigger items that you want to make sure you're spending the, the money well and you're not skimping on those uh, infrastructure costs, right? The cost of utilities within the shell, within the building. These other items, if my $26 faucet breaks, 
in a year from now, I'll throw in another one, and I'll throw in another one. It's not hurting anybody, and I've not broken the bank. So I'm just kind of throwing that out there for you to have something to think about uh, when you're purchasing items, okay? So that's all for this lesson. I uh, wanted to kind of walk you in slowly. Hopefully you've understood the difference between remodeling and renovation. Uh, the question of should I do it myself or not, question of building permit or not, and then that big one about affordability, okay? So I'll see you on the next one, guys, and thank you again for attending. We'll see you soon. All right, thanks.